Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mentally Queen and Podcast. My name is Caprice. I am the host, and this week we are going, not this week, this whole month, I have been honoring um, all the girl bosses that I know. And so we have Miss J on the line, and so I'm going to have her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. How are you? Um, my name is Jay Owens. I am a native of Decatur, Illinois. <laughs> and um, I, just to sum what I do up, I guess in a couple words, I am an image consultant and a professional um, fixer-upper, so to speak. So I can help with resumes, with your personal branding, and um, marketing, and it's mainly for entrepreneurs and those wanting to start their business. I will help with your business plan and look over that and kind of give, give some consulting in that area and then help you get your look together. I am a certified makeup artist and image consultant. So we want to make sure that not only that you are prepared when you're going in for those, um, business presentations, but we want to make sure you look good too. So, uh, from head to toe, inside and out. Uh, my nine to five, I work for Decatur Public Schools as the district recruiter, and that keeps me very busy. And I am a proud mommy of two. There is Jay. Yes, Jay. <laughs> so I'm going to. So this is just going to be a normal. As everybody knows who listens, this is going to be like a normal just conversation and so um i'm not oprah jay so i'm not gonna be asking you anything that's just like out of the ordinary so you spoke on resumes when i was in grad school i was a uh, career development graduate assistant and so Ooh. i looked over resumes too and uh, cover letters and letters for internships and stuff like that and so um can you tell talk to me about the trends that you see with resumes, what are the go-tos and what are the no-nos? Mm, you know what? I sure can. Um, the things, here's what I see. Here within the last four years, the majority of the resumes that I've seen have been education-oriented. So they have been teachers, administrators, those looking to get in the education sector, right? So um, they look a certain way. However, before that, I worked um, in retail and I was the executive floor manager for Von Maurer. So I saw resumes all the time for retail and for management and leadership positions. So I think with that, merging both of those, I have a, a diverse background when it comes to looking at resumes. But what I see right now as the top trends that things of do's and trends of things that don'ts is people, they say almost... The don'ts, we try to get everything in our resume and you don't leave anything for the employer to ask you in the interview. Mm -hmm. right? I'm sure Caprice, you've had this and you've seen this where these three page resumes come in and you're like, really? Who can we look at this? The interviewer is not getting ready to look at it and the reviewer is not getting ready to look at it. So you have to make it like a teaser, you know? And I always say, make your resume a trailer about yourself like a movie yeah you know a quick reel so that they will get enticed and say oh I gotta bring her in for an interview you know now haven't you seen and since we're comparing it to a movie trailer haven't you seen those trailers where you're like 
okay, I don't think I need to see the movie anymore because clearly they yeah, have not already right. It's the same thing with Mari. Like I used to watch Mari, and then all you see is the crowd go like, I now I know he's not the father, right? Because everybody's like, oh. And, and she running. They only run when they're not the father. Like they always run to the back. I'm like, right, Dang, right. We're like, okay, Mar, you got to switch that up because we already know what's happening. I'm a, exactly. I'm so not giving Yes. So exactly that. You want to make sure that the resume is just a teaser and that it doesn't reveal everything enough that they would want to call you in, but not everything. So um, in saying that, you want to highlight your best experiences. Some people put. Okay, 1995, I did this. All the way to 1998 and then 1999. (laughs) And they don't want to show any employment gaps or anything like that. Whereas employment gaps, that's reality. That's what happens. You know, either you are, you're looking for another job or something. What we don't want to see is, okay, you know, she um, had been walked out for this job and, you know, she... um, got let go from this position. But if there's resignations due to school or due to building a family and things like that, where employment gaps come up, we understand. So Mm -hmm. I would say that, and I guess I'll give you one more trend that I am um, seeing here lately. Some have been really deciding on putting their picture on or not. What do you think? Do you put your picture on your resume? So I've seen it. Okay. So like, my major was graphic communications and so it was okay for us to have a picture i've never created a resume with the picture because i don't want the i don't know i just i would like just like to let my work speak for myself before you see my face um and so with the graphic design people and marketing they can have like the purple pink blue resume you know and that's fine but like the reality is you need plain black and white with no picture no super personal information such as i had to do this resume and they put non-smoker and i'm just like yeah we don't need to be you know (laughs) exactly exactly and you are so right caprice um you really, if you're going to put a picture on there, it needs to be an, a creative format of a resume. You're right, like your graphic artist or your marketing or your design or your fashion majors. It's okay then because those type of jobs, they, they want to see a vivacious personality and they want to see somebody that mm-hmm. will fit the description, right? You know, so that goes hand in hand with it. Now, if you are looking to find a accounting job or something in the business sector or, you know, those type of more rigid um, roles, the picture is not necessary. I don't care how cute you may be, boo. Leave the picture off and woo them with that when you are in person. So, yes, leaving the picture off. I've seen that lately. Everybody gets so excited for these new um, layouts of resumes and the pictures are in there. But um, again, I can't stress enough. You only want to be creative when it's a creative, so to speak, position that you're applying for. Yes, ma'am. And you know what else we can talk about? Mm-hmm. So you may not put oh your picture God. on your like, resume you, I've been told like what well, we you can put your LinkedIn profile and they can look there and they'll see your picture but I wouldn't put it directly on the resume 
Exactly. And then if you're going to have a LinkedIn picture up, it should be a professional headshot. It does not need to be the selfie that you and your friend took and you cropped her out. It should be a professional headshot still, and you should be in professional attire because that is their first impression. If it's not going to go on your resume, the first thing that they look at is your LinkedIn. And since you brought up LinkedIn, LinkedIn needs to definitely match your resume because that could bring up some question as well. Like, wait a minute. How come she didn't mention this? Or, you know, why are we leaving out these things? So make sure they link. And yes, uh, Caprice, I would say um, definitely, if you're going to put a picture up, put it on LinkedIn and make sure it's a professional one. Perfect. Okay. So you talked about... um, So you talked about yep. There's DPS. There's a single mom, girl. We can go any way you want to. We can go dating after being divorced. We can go. Do that. Let's talk about that. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So it will be exactly five years in September that I would have been divorced, and um, of our marriage, we had two beautiful children, uh, Presley, which is going to be five in September and Pearson who's going to be 10, right? So these ain't no babies no more. <laughs> like These kids are ready to do this. Presley, kindergarten, Pearson, fourth grade and almost taller than me. But when um, it initially first happened, Caprice, I really thought my life was completely over like I did, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to stop talking about it because I didn't want to be labeled as the girl that got the divorce. And I was brought on different radio shows a lot of the times and they wanted to ask me about divorce. And I'm like, that is not just who I am. You know, ask me something else. But now I've really been able to own that story and help other women, you know, because I mean, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, yeah, this was not exactly what I saw fit for my life at all. And, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I thought I was just going to be this man's wife and these kids' mom and happy. And that's just how my life was going to go. But God saw something different and things took another route, you know? So what I'll say right now is you have to find your own traditions and your Mm. own happy place. Because if you keep looking back to, oh my gosh, on Christmas Eve, we would all sit around the tree together and we would sing story songs and watch the Christmas story. Girl, you'd be toe up crying and everything. Okay. You know, you have to make your own tradition. And that's what it took me a while to learn that. But once I learned that I could tell that I was healed, you know, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and it's major because you don't want to rush yourself. And honey, if nobody has ever told, well, you know, um, there's levels to this thing. You know, you, once you are tied to somebody in marriage and you love that person and they love you and you have been through some things together, you know, you think that's, that's what it is. And when you split, it does feel like a death. It really Mm -hmm. does. You're grieving, the grieving. Yes, ma'am. You are, you are. And it's very different because one person can be grieving and the other person, girl, can feel like they're on a honeymoon. And you're like, how come this is not killing you like it's killing me? 
And it's just that people are made up different. People move on in a different way. I don't think I'll ever quite understand it, but I just know that you have to give yourself time to be healed in your own t- in your own way, right? You know, I have friends that were encouraging me like, girl, you need to be out dating. You know, the best way to get over one is to get under another. Oh, no. You know, that's not how I am able to cope. And so, you know, there's some people, maybe that works for you. And I'm totally not judging. This is a no judgment song. But I will say that you need to find your own happiness, find your own traditions, things that make you happy, things that make your children happy, and then maybe look outside. And yes, I did say yourself first, because as we all say, you cannot pour from an empty glass, right? Yes, ma'am. So, you know, um, now I can happily say that it has been, like I said, uh, five years, just about. And I am dating. Your girl is very happy. There is a gentleman that has come that the Lord has sent, I believe, that has swept me off my feet. And I'm feeling good, you know. Um, I waited a while for him to meet my children. As we all say, we don't want the kids to just be meeting any and everybody. But... Um, When there has been people in the past that I thought was kind of okay, I did let my kids meet them. And my kids was like, no, I don't know about him. (laughs) So they have to You know, so I don't agree with those that wait until y'all two months from getting married to let them meet the kids. You know, I don't say that. But of course, they don't need to be meeting any and everybody. And I'll say this last thing about this. I did something that is now more, you know, to the norm, but to maybe our our parents or grandparents, very, uh, you know, non-traditional. I did do online because I am busy and I, you know, was traveling a lot for work and honey, I did turn that Tinder on and, <laughs> and switched it, you know, like when I was traveling out of town in Dallas, let me tell you don't know who in Dallas. You don't know who in Atlanta. You don't well, know I'm in Dallas right now, and let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's some freaking. You listen. I'm t- okay. I don't know what it is. I keep getting people who's like my dad's age that want to talk yeah. to me. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Sir, where are the young tenderonies? I'm not trying to talk ah. to you back there. Like, yeah. leave me alone. They come up to me with the barbecue sandals, you know, the brown ones, Ooh. and I'm just. Like, ah. <laughs> that fast on the side yeah I do know <laughs> but you know you just you never know indicator is so small you know my father's a pastor I've been here my entire life right and so sometimes it's very hard I'm sure there's some eligible bachelors here that deserve someone um that is just waiting for them but I don't necessarily think the person is here for me indicator no, ma'am. So, you know, um, this gentleman does not live here. And I would not, I don't think we say it all the time. We don't think we would have met had it not been for um, the Tinder platform. Honestly. Right, right. You know, so I'm going to say, don't knock it till you try it, women. You know, and if you do and you had to, you know, see a few frogs before you prince. Hey, we've all been there and done that. But um, I would just say there is life and joy after divorce you know Mm. that is not your end all be all you need to rediscover you I know you see lots of women sometimes you can tell when women are going through because girl we get that body snatched you know haircut
Okay, so do you believe that you have to go through ups and downs in relationship? Like it makes like for infidelity, say, for instance. Like, do you think that those? Yeah, I just are feel just like no, you know, infidelity is just a mm-hmm. label that we put on. It's like the big comforter, but you need to get all the way down to the sheets and the box springs and find out what's the real deal, you know, of why the infidelity happened. And on both ends, for the men and for the women. So, no, I do not feel like you need to be or go through a relationship with infidelity to say that you guys been through something and that you're strong at all. No. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe this is uh, going to be something that's not the most popular opinion, but I think Might college depends I'm upon go these um, and edit it out, so. what your ultimate career goal is going um, to be. Okay. You so, know, um, there are yes. many different you, trade you schools it. that don't require <laughs> a college certificate, but, you know, require a, a you certain were talking about licensure. The that you can still be very successful, you know? So I will say it really, really depends on what your end goal is going to be. Now, I'm not going to say that there's no doctor around here that's getting ready to operate on me with a certificate or license. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to have all of them 12 years of school. I need all of it to make sure that I'm going to be taken care of, you know? So I don't want this to be misconstrued in that fact, but um, I don't believe that I'm, I'm not going to say college is as necessary, like, oh, but I'm going to say that if, just if you him, are not like, going in 2020, okay. I don't think it's the so end all be all for last you, week, last right? Sunday, um, and my I just believe that if you are going to desire a career that you must have those education credentials, these then pictures yes, and you her know story you about need, domestic you need violence. definitely to be college so, up, level up. She yourself. talked on the podcast. But it was a really good I'm podcast. What I'm running into right so now is I am, yes, three degrees you know, in. People are home now. a lot of so time in school. Because we got to stay inside. So, so that domestic those violence skills that my right right now. may have and so I did not go to school. a good time They're to do that and talk about that. So there's a mix. There is a mix out there right now. It really just depends. You know, my background is in HR and public relations. Where I have the credentials on paper, okay, I'm getting my but that experience uh, as far as I'm being in the practice in, uh, for many, many, many years, the I don't have so. because sister been in the books. 
you know, so I, I feel like it's a, it's a toss nowadays. To I, I think that a lot of people, those of us women that I don't are know really a lot of pushing through the statistics and getting educated and getting those masters and applying for a doctoral program, I think that that is well and good, but are we going to be able to find those jobs to compensate us for the pedigree that we have? That's what I'm running into. So I have not applied for a doctoral program because I'm like, hmm, where am I going to work? And who's going to pay me what I'm worth with this doctorate? You know, so that's what I'm facing. I mean, to each his own, more power to any woman out there going to get educated because knowledge, as we know, is something that no one can ever take from you. And I like to think of myself as a lifelong learner and I can learn something from any situation and from, um, you know, from every day. But at the end of the day, I need to get paid. I got two kids that's always hungry and I like to be cute. And wear stuff that looks decent. So I need my coins. And if I'm not going to be compensated for, like I said, for the higher education that I've pursued, then I might be okay where I'm at. Yes! are absolutely right absolutely right you know and I I feel great that we're on the same page with this because you know some women can take it a different way like um wait a minute so you trying to tell me you know no we're trying to tell you to do whatever really you feel sis (laughs) whatever you want to do but from experience you dropping some knowledge priest like that is absolutely right Mm -hmm. I I know what I see my long-term goal as and where I would like to be Um, and it is a training and development director for a large makeup company. Like that's, that's my thing. And that's why I have experience in the makeup sector and I I know my brands and I know the back end, and I know the merchandising part and I know strategies, but however, I got that business degree too, so that I can come to the table with some facts and with some analytics and with some data, you know, and, um, then the training and development part is the human resources. So it all makes sense to me. I just needed to make sense to L'Oreal. I just needed to make sense to Estee Lauder so I could get there. But Thank you. That um, was kind of the answer I was there, looking I for. Because, mix. So me yes, starting at Walgreens at 16 years old, you, working you in the can, cosmetic department, testing out lipsticks that were returned, that's you, how I got my love for brands. And then, you know, now they're working in HR so, and, and working at Von Mars, speaking so, with 
um, I merchandise and to do, Jay, is with I buyers. A, that's how okay. I found out the business. I want industry. to own. None of that said. Nothing. I want to have a nonprofit organization that's just that's as big as like Susan B. Coleman. You know? That's my life. however. I needed a mix of that like to be professional. I even want to be you know to get where I am. Creative director of something, or I want to be like like dean of students, or but I do think assistant vice president of student affairs, like something like that, is what I want to. I want to work at a college, and so. I've been, I have so much experience working with students because I did a lot of work as an undergrad. And so it's really what you do outside of the classroom that makes, mm-hmm. you know, your right. Mm-mm. Yeah, you are absolutely right. I definitely agree with that on going on your own time. You know, I thought, who yes, am I to be trying to go back to school? I'm a single mom right now. I have a full-time, very demanding job. And I have a side, job, you know, profession. Like, really? You want to go get your MBA? And God said, yeah, go get your MBA because I'll be right here because, with you. And that was the right time okay, for me. Okay, like my brother. Granted, it had been about... Hmm, he wants to eight drive years since I had been money. in like, college. If you like doing that type and of so stuff, you know that was going to be totally women, like, different hair. for me, but you it was the hair. right time. You, can, you know, you can get a, um, I, I did say, go right after high school. Whatever it is that you want to do, get some type of school. So that right after that, you're got more my marketable. But then it took eight years for me to go back and get an MBA. You do have to make sure the timing is right. So like welding, things like that. You will not getting a degree in that. Even like people you know, we go because we're trying to first you know, change the color cards in and our stuff family like that. So or no college, you don't have to go to college. We want to and then sometimes, life my own college is pretty much got that in common, right? So I do your clothes on the side so right now, but I haven't goes, been able to leave the job. You have to be doing it for graphics. the right I wanted to work for Susan but I didn't get that job. And so, um, but I know for a fact, I loved working with students and trying to help black students or, you know, Hispanic students or whatever 
you know, just the minority students pass college and graduate because we were in the we're, we are, you know, going on academic probation. We're not making purpose. the grade. That's so what I'm gonna say. Because I am is when I was doing that. Perfect. That is when my heart but was happy. But I was also doing things on to make the side sure that, I'm that doing kind of to, you know helped um, with building my resume as far as the graphic design side of it. And so I'm just was kind of stuck because my my undergrad is totally different than what I'm going to grad school for. And that's what a girl boss means to me. What I also just wanted to mention, like I have all. Those go to college when you're ready. And I'm trying to keep them I did it the traditional way. I graduated high school. This I went to and college. That but, and, you know, it doesn't always work like that. Success is like a school have a salad line there. Think that you know, and I'm and trying really to do not. it all. But I think bosses also need to show that they are not perfect. And sometimes there's perfection in unperfection. You know, in seeing and strengthening the next sister and saying, as we all say, let me fix your crown. You know? So girl boss to me is a little bit not is a little bit, you know, out of the box where I'm not saying I'm rocking everything all day, all night. Honey, you might roll up on me at one. If you see me this week, I had not a stitch of makeup on. Headbutt been a little crazy. Nikes was dirty, but I was getting in there getting the things I need to get and I was going home, you know. Now, if it were a, a, a business meeting or something else, yes, a sister is going to be slayed. But the thing about it is that we're human, you know? And just because I'm not dressed to the nines that day or not speaking eloquently or, or however to speak, I still have that bossiness about me. And it starts from the inside. So I think that's what I was thinking when you said girl boss. Thank you for that. So when I say girl boss, what does that mean to you? Okay. So I really think that it's all about what the organization stands for. And you really have to look deep and find out which one matches your personal values and your standards and your goals. Because, you know, we have things in common. I would say definitely that the um, ladies of AKA definitely have some things in common with the, the ladies of Delta and the ladies of um, Zeta and, and so on and so forth. You know, we all have things in common, but when you really get down to it, there's some, there's definitely valuable things that make us stand out and stand apart. Um, one thing that maybe some don't know about me is that I have an older sister and she is a woman of Delta Sigma Theta. And so, you know, when you have an older sibling in the home that is one or the other, the influence is heavy. OK, you know, my sister started buying red stuff and I was like, wait a minute, you know, is this what I want to do? And you really like I said, you have to research to see which mm-hmm. one is for mm-hmm. you. And um, I made the decision to become a lady of Alpha Kappa Alpha because I really felt like my daily lives and my belief lined up with theirs. And it was just like a no brainer when I really got to Mm -hmm. research a little bit more. Now, I also will say is that, yes, it needs to be a personal decision, but um, your decision sometimes can be affected by those ladies that you see from that organization around you. And I believed at the time that there were many um, AKA women that were role models and that were women that I looked up to on a day to day. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, if this is something that you stand by and this is something that you believe in, you know, I can see myself standing next to you in an organization and having Perfect the same um, Thank you. beliefs. So, so we, um, it was a personal a decision on, first, but then seeing so women of people, like-mindedness you know, you in the same caliber as myself that I so already looked up to that were also members what of the made sorority, you join, AKA, um, definitely made me, you know, know that I had picked the best uh, choice. And so, you know, um, we can get into reasons of why you do not choose one, but those were the reasons that I did. Oh my lord, please don't. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have our cluster and then we have our um, our undergrad roundup and we have regionals and things for them as well. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Acceptable. So please don't ever say this to a member of the organization you're pursuing. Oh, y'all, y'all have my favorite colors. Because <laughs> if I'm being honest, my favorite color is pink. But the reason why I chose to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta is because, number one, my bosses, I had three bosses as an undergrad and the different oh, things that goodness. I was in that were Deltas, and they were very influential on me. So, like, me, they were very, like, Caprice, like you need to get this together. You know, I believe you got potential. You need to do this and do that. And they were very hard on me. Not hard on me in a bad way, but just like, and looking out, making sure that I, again, uh, performed to the best of my ability and whatever it is that I was doing, they kept it real with me. And so, um, they were very influential. And then, um, I started doing my research and, um, Hmm. 
it boiled down to just Delta because it was like they were the ones who I feel like that's how my personality is, to be honest. Like, I'm going right. to be real with you, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, but it's out of love. And so when I joined Delta, the next couple months later, I was the regional representative. I know y'all probably got like a, I don't know what y'all call y'all. It's like, what is the collegiate member that's like, okay, you have like your 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 person who's over the region. And then you have like the mm-hmm. collegiate person. I'll call that. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you're joining an organization, that is how that's how I knew and how everybody else knew like Delta was for mm-hmm. me because I joined and I hit the ground running. I was the regional representative. I was over you know 250 what? colleges in eight I different states. I had to go to clusters. I had to go to meetings. I had to go to national meetings. And I met Until famous really members of the sorority. I met Famous presidents of the sorority, you know, and I'm um, very in touch with my charter members. So when you're joining the sorority, those are the things. Say, that's the that's part. So that's girly, the benefit of it. But you have to work so for it. You can't just do you know? it. Wow. And so my you gotta style do it, You know, to network. Networking is really, like really one of who the I am every main day, perks of being in the sorority. So, and so yes, okay, AKA is networking. We've been talking about that, but that is truly my favorite color and personality. Bubbly. When you're looking to join the sorority, fresh. Make sure that you're also looking. If it were not pink, it would probably be peach. Not just being a number because that's pink and yellow like, together. But pay your dues, I would say so. Your personal style when I'm styling clients and I'm helping them, those that are picking out outfits for vacation, so not everybody's picking out a power suit for a meeting. And so it still needs to evoke who you. Those are my main things. And you know, I like trends, but I hate because college is very, very short. Like it's only four years, and you probably a couple of people to be famous or even. Or to have that so right body type to wear so a make certain sure that outfit. It's not the reason automatically why you're looking to join because I do not play, and I'm pretty you know, sure Jay, you do not either. Everybody. About everybody, I mean, there has been the ugliest you, thing you that I've seen these the last five years, no, and I'm, I'm not like, voting for you. Are we really no, I'm not vouching for you. So yeah, that was like, my spell. Are we wearing it now? And I mean, and I'm going to since we're talking real, Kim Kardashian. The sister is a genius. She marries Kanye. He comes up with rip shirts. Talk the color okay. of our skin. I can't think of it right now, but either way, I never really went into all of that. And we love this a couple that. years ago. Um, we were in love with it. She starts wearing a ball so gown, a tight-fitted, you know, body-con dress that shows so, everything. Style. And what do we do? We well, needed a body we, con. I, I wanted to talk about everybody, and their mama um, had a body con dress on, or at least skirt, and it wasn't for everybody. But we did it. How do we? And then we start putting that. on big tennis shoes with and finding your style. So two things. We did it, you know. And so I think with that, I'm I'm not throwing a dodge at her. I'm saying that kudos because this was like, hey, this is how we feel right now. Like I want to be dressed up, but not really. My feet hurt. So I'm finna put on some tennis shoes. And she made it work for her. And that's what we have to do for our personal style. You know, and, and then you'll be able to, quote unquote, rock it better. You can tell those people that are uncomfortable with what they're having on because it's really not them. It's something that they saw. I mean, like, do we, are we, we really okay with wearing, with wearing a feli again? Are we really? Or is it because somebody else did it one time and we thought it was okay? And if we're okay with it, then that's fine. But it's just like those kind of questions. Like, we don't have to follow any trend. 
at all. You don't have to do any of it. You just need, what I tell my clients is you just need to wear something that makes you look good and something that fits your body type. That's it. So those are my two main points Mm -hmm. when it comes to styling someone or finding your personal style. Make sure you feel good in it. You know, we can segue into women's hair within the workplace, you know, and we can segue into everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. So right now I've been wearing my hair kind of in a natural look, right? And I have had some people say a couple things to me such as this. Oh, I liked your hair better the other way. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you. I liked it that way and I like it this way too. Don't be comfortable with either one. That's what I say because who knows what it's going to look like next month. Why? Because It depends on how I feel, you know? And so you do have to be mindful and you do have to be cognizant of the position that you play. You know, I am, so to speak, in a public figure role for the school district. So this is not the time for me to be wearing a mohawk, okay? And saying, I do what I want to do. That's (laughs) absolutely, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm also saying, be true to you and wear something that makes you feel comfortable and that makes you feel like your ultimate supreme self when you're in front of people. Let's talk about women's hair in the workplace because that's important. saying the same thing I I believe as a culture we have gotten way more casual than ever before <laughs> uh, I am more of a dressier person by nature I just am so it does kill me that we have just gotten so 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 casual and the things that are supposed to be dressy we just can't find it in ourselves to get dressy so that bothers me. It really does. And and like you said, there's always a time and a place. So as I am, you know, really rooting for dress how know you your feel audience. and, you know, your really personal self and your true authentic. But honey, don't show up to no job interview, as Sus just said, in your two-piece outfit that's matching because it's cute. I don't want to see it. it. Not for that time yes. or that place. Save yes, that ma'am. for the family reunion. 
you know. I work in customer service. And yes, the so same for um for our meals. You know, we have always said, you know, we have professional business attire for a reason. Because we are conducting business. And that's exactly how we expect to see you. And when you're at work, wherever you are, you know, if your job requires you to be professionally dressed, you should abide by that. Because as we always say, of course, that's your first impression. Your dress, your clothing speaks before you do. And you know, and when it's, it's not everything Delta, at all. I think sometimes totally our culture can get like, whereas we think oh, it is everything, and we think can. it's more so about how we look where, than what's inside. Sorry, that is know. not what I'm saying. Where, but it should definitely wear certain uh, things, like a shirt with a cuss have some character like and and should evoke some sort of like, professionalism or confidence to dress. If like that's that, exactly what you're doing in that moment. Making sense. Have to be cognizant of that. And yeah, so I've seen people, yeah. I had to interview people, and I've seen people come to interviews with like, you know, flip flops and or rumpers that show, you know, it's just like, you gotta, <laughs> we gotta get more professional, Decatur. Like, you know, I know everybody's selling outfits. You know that's what? Cool and fine, if so I were to, to summer, just you know, wrap up. a bow but around this, and you have to dress for the role um, that you want. And girl you can't just do anything. So I would ahead, say. Jill. Do not forget about the next. There is always somebody that is either trying to get where you're going or that have already been there. Reach out to your fellow girl boss if you don't have any. Strengthen your conversations and your network. Check yourself. Look in the mirror. Make sure you are approachable. Make sure you're around people that are going where you have already or that have gone where you're trying to go. And make sure you're reaching up, reaching back to help somebody that's trying to get where you are. That's what I would say. I feel like, you know, it's taboo now for people to ask for help. What kind of stuff is that? Like, uh-uh, I didn't have to ask her. Like, I fed out my own application. You know, there's so many times where I manage our site and I see exactly who's looking and see, applying for these jobs. And I'm like, sus. Now, I didn't put on here resume, <laughs> creation, you know, creation a thousand and one times. Should have run that one by me, you know, or if you were applying for that and, you know, I work in, in the district and it's not, you know, it's not like you have to give a handout to everybody, you know, not that. And you cannot vouch for everybody, you know, but there's nothing wrong with asking for help either. And I just feel like, our culture has kind of gotten away from that and it disturbs me in a way. And so, um, like I said, just to close it, don't forget to reach back and help those that are trying to get where you are. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out to those have who have already done what you're trying to do. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So... I think so. I, I asked you everything that I wanted to ask you. Do you have any closing words for us, Miss mm-hmm. J? Oh my. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. Absolutely right, sis. I go to the store and I look at the lipsticks and honey, mm-hmm. when Maybelline mm-hmm. made one, L'Oreal did too, and so did Mac, and so did Clinique, and so did Nars, and so did, they didn't say, oh no, but there's already lipsticks out there. They're like, yeah, I'm getting ready to do one too, and I'm gonna do it in my way, you know. But you can bet your bottom dollar they had the right mm-hmm. people at the table to have conversations about how to make theirs what it is today. So I want to say thank you so much for having me on. This was amazing. We did have. Did you resource it? Yay! You too. I have been your silent cheerleader from afar on Instagram. Networking, user resources, professional. I'm proud of you. Uh, you're doing an amazing it? job. You're when inspiring you so many in young and old. And thank you for letting me called, be a part of this girl important, Especially podcast. inside and outside of college. Like, we're, we have a Decatur especially. Have a great that's night. all I know. Bye-bye. We have a crabs in a bucket mentality. And so it's like, you know... We can't ask nobody nothing without, you know, them not responding or they, you know, everybody's just in competition when I have no problem reaching out to people. If they don't respond, it's just that. But sometimes I do feel, because if anybody reach out to me and want to know how to do a podcast, how to sell t-shirts, how to do a planner, I'm going to help them do that because it's enough it's not about the money because what i what i'm raising money for is to give a scholarship out but it's enough money out here for all of us it's enough opportunity out there for all of us and we just have to if we supported each other more than hated on each other we would be a lot farther as a community and as a city and so that's my take on that that is my bow on the podcast It definitely was. Like you dropped a lot of gems. Like everybody that I that I've had on here, I got one more girl boss, um, who's my profile actually next week. And so that'll be concluding the girl boss series. But everybody gets a t shirt. I just ordered them today. They're coming from China. So I'm on them. But everybody gets a t shirt. I'm gonna give you my number because we don't have each other's numbers and we should. And I'm gonna get your t shirt size so that I make sure that I have one for you. Um but thank you so much, Miss J, and have a good night. Aww. Of course. Why would I not have Miss J? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye.